Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 127. And this episode is another one of our craft episodes. We're going to be talking about writing historical fiction and deep diving into that genre this time. I think it's going to be fun. I really enjoy historical fiction. And given we're currently attempting to finish our historical fiction novel, I feel like it's quite appropriate to kind of share what we've faced I guess <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. to write one which hopefully other people will find helpful as well mm, I keep thinking of um that book like especially when I'm sick of editing darkness that is free I'm like maybe you should try starting a historical fiction chapter we're really close to the end of that so maybe Although the, the end probably feels closer to you than what it is for me because I've still True. got a bunch of Cassie's chapters which I skipped True. So I was like, I'll just try and tune into Simon. (laughs) Anyways, carrying on from the same thread, I guess we should update with how our writing is going. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're kind of beginning to do that anyways. (laughs) How has it been for you, Ashley? My actual writing hasn't really been going. I got as far as managing to copy over my chapter from Dark and Set Us Free that requires work before TJ interrupted me. And then I've been doing a little (laughs) bit story of our lives I think Uh Um, but aside from that I have been busy just doing a few little marketing things for when the rain falls which has been taking up all of the little bits of free time that I did yeah yeah (laughs) just the teeny little bits where you're like oh quickly try and do this now yeah yeah basically (laughs) all of that's done um all these podcasts will be recorded so hopefully that means I will be able to do some work on the Grace chapter. I did also read the comments, so I'm kind of like know the bits that need work. And I've read over the chapter, so I sort of know the parts where um, I need to start to tweak it. Yeah. Basically starting from sentence one, I read the first sen- couple sentences and I was like, oh, okay, that's where it's it It's painful, begins. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> when you realize that the entire chapter needs like an overhaul, you're like, yeah. oh, Gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what about you? How's your Darkness Set Us Free adventure been going? I have finished the first half of, which is now a new chapter, as we have discussed previously, of the Lizzie one that I was looking at. It's 4,000 ish words. So <laughs> um, <laughs> when I look at the length of it, I'm like, yeah, we totally needed to divide it. Definitely. I just need to go over and tidy up a few bits and pieces and then I will be able to send it through to Ashley to have a look at and hopefully it's much better than what it was. I still have a few issues with it, (laughs) I feel, but we'll see. We'll see. I think it's much better than what it was, but yes, it's still, I don't know, it's that weird kind of situation that she's in. I was going to say, it is a bit strange and you... (laughs) You think it would be easy to write because it's quite an exciting sort of piece that's happening. Mm. It's really different. But I think it's a little bit more complicated and challenging than yes, you would it initially is think it is. It's just very out of 
place compared to what other like what's going on in the plot is like intense but it's also like just very different from anything Mm -hmm. else so it's quite challenging (laughs) anyways we should move on to our main discussion now which is as Sarah said a deep dive into the historical fiction genre and I thought we should start off like we do with most of these sort of craft episodes talking about exactly what historical fiction is so we are all on the same page and in case some people aren't um, big historical fiction fans it's kind of good to set the scene a little bit yeah so as the name suggests historical fiction is a genre where the story takes place in the past in these stories the setting is usually a real time period so roman greek tudor middle ages etc but the plot is fictional Uh, These types of novels generally try and transport the reader to a time period of the novel by creating an authentic and historically accurate world where particular attention is paid to the manners, customs, traditions, and specific details of the chosen time period. And amusingly, when I was doing the research for this, I found two competing definitions of quote-unquote historical (laughs) in the context of historical fiction. So one, which came from the Historical Novel Society, says that these novels uh, depict events that are at least 50 years ago, basically. Um, And then another one, which is a bibliographic work entitled World Historical Fiction. I was like, oh, it's quite all-encompassing. Claims that the generally accepted definition is a time period where it happened like at least 25 years before. So... I guess a decent time in the past is probably what we'll go with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really feel I feel closer to the 50. historical novel society. Yeah, me because, too. Yeah, I think about like 25 years ago and you know that's kind of like what is that? I can't even think of it. Like 1980s, 1990s, 1990s. Jeez. <laughs> it's like that's not historical. No. I was born in the 1990s. I kind of tend towards the, uh, like, 50 years as well. I think the 25 years seems really recent, but it could just be me. Are you calling me historical? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so there are some, well, it's a very large genre, and there's a lot of really, really great novels in it, but I thought I'd just name a few in case there's people out there who aren't familiar with the genre at all so there are novels like the help or the underground railroad the book thief um, and memoirs of a geisha just a few of the, like really big titles that i thought of uh, in this genre which i think will lead quite nicely into the next part which is basically what do we think makes a great historical fiction novel slash um, what attracts us to the genre in the first place so sarah well, for me, I think what attracts me the most and what I, what I really like about historical fiction is it feels like a two-for-one deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I get to read exciting fiction, but I also learn something new about the past. So for me, it's important that historical fiction writers are fastidious about their research. I don't take it word for word as correct, obviously. Um, And if it's something I'm interested in, I will look up the facts later. But I'm not interested in reading a purely fictitious version of the past that never actually happened. So research is quite important. And I 
find what attracts me to the genre is the events of history because I think they often provide very exciting and intriguing plot lines. And yeah, like when we read our definition before, I was kind of like, hmm, you know, said about the fictional plot. And I think the, the plot is fictional, but the events of that time period still remain true. Um, yeah. So you can't just like, you know, and make up. History. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, so that's to me what kind of makes a really interesting historical fiction novel. Ashley? I tend to agree. I really, really enjoy history and I find historical fiction a more digestible way to learn about the past rather than, yes. you know, having to read some sort of like massive nonfiction. I do enjoy reading like nonfiction uh, about mm-hmm. history, but sometimes it can be a bit much. And yep. I think historical fiction is a really uh, good way to combine that. Like you said, Sarah, you know, it covers a period of time because obviously you pick whatever time period you're interested in, it covers a period of time that you find really interesting and you get to have uh, a, a lot more of an engaging like plot, more like a novel um, than you would if you were just like reading a documentary or watching a documentary or reading mm-hmm. um, something that's nonfiction. Yeah. And I always like that historical fiction tends to have, I've said before that I really like setting and I find that historical fiction novels always have like really visceral settings because they've had to like create the past in a way that you know you can relate to and so that you can see it and I really enjoy that about historical fiction novels so yes that's sort of what attracts me to the genre and I always like the based on a historical event but it's like got a little twist like where your character's sort of fictional I really like that element of it yeah it feels like a bit of a not like alternate history but it's like one of those fun like what if (laughs) yeah which I find like quite interesting and really fun as well and also fun to write (laughs) yeah that's what I was gonna say as a writer it's really fun because it's almost like you get to live in that time period for a bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's kind of cool that way (laughs) so there hasn't been any any time machines created yet but writing historical fiction is as close as I have gotten (laughs) <laughs> yes. To be fair, like the given, which we'll come to later, the amount of research that you do, you really do feel like you start to know that time period quite well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the next part, which is a is a what comes first question. So what comes first when you're uh, trying to uh, write a historical fiction novel? Is it the plot or is it the setting? And then carrying on from that sort of how do you go about choosing your setting so like the time period and the place where it is occurring and then how do you how do we sort of choose the plot so Sarah for me plot comes first but I think this question is purely up to the writer and the way they think personally when I think of history you know I recall interesting events in history like wow you know it was really crazy that things happened that way and doesn't that make an 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 interesting story and then because the plot is so interesting the setting also becomes interesting often the two are kind of intertwined events couldn't have occurred and things wouldn't have played out in the same way if the setting had been different so 
looking at that thing that interested me in the time period, then taking a really close look at the place and the culture to see what effect the setting had on the plot. Um, but, you know, I was taking it from, when I read this question, I'm just realizing that I was taking it from a very, like, broad plot base. Like, these are the events that must occur within this time period. So I guess in, in that way, it's kind of like setting and then like your <laughs> spin on the plot comes next. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you interpret what is plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I took it a little sense. bit. No, that makes sense. I took it as sort of the second way that you mm -hmm. mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> so I sort of went with maybe setting because, well, at least for me, I find that there's certain time periods I have more interest in than other time periods. So I gravitate more towards like that, those time periods, and then come find the interesting events that I would like to use for the plot. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of thinking like, well, if, if you're doing something in a place and a time period you're not really interested in, then that's going to be very challenging for you because you're going to have to do a lot of research and be immersed in that time period for quite a long time yeah but so. I, I do think it depends on the way you look at it like because mm -hmm. for me like yeah so it's like you know the 1940s the war happened and so like oh the war happened at this point mm -hmm. so I'll be like focused on the event and then the rest of it like the setting and all of that becomes like an interesting yeah thing that influences Mm -hmm. the major event that like interested me in it but then like the actual plot plot that you write comes kind of later so yeah yeah it's a bit of both <laughs> a bit of both <laughs> okay so that kind of leads quite well sort of into the next part because you're talking about the setting um you know all the culture and everything surrounding that and then also the plot that you're writing and the historical events that you're trying to represent so how important do we think historical accuracy is in the context of historical fiction then, given it's quite, well, history is a, well, it's in the name of the genre. So what do you reckon, Sarah? So like I kind of alluded to in the first question, I think it's very important. Um, if you don't have at least some accuracy in your writing, I'm not sure you can really call it historical fiction. <laughs> 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 but my view on it is that it's historical for a reason. You know, these things actually happen. So you do have to do some research. And the fiction part of it is how you put the facts together in a narrative. And that might involve some imagination to be piece the bald facts together. You might need to create some new characters to fill some gaps. And <laughs> it's okay to put your own spin on it too and use some creative license. But history provides you with milestone markers, um, culture, setting, and there's so much more. And being accurate about these things will satisfy your reader's thirst for knowledge and their sense of adventure. <laughs> so <laughs> don't forget you might have some scholars reading your book who actually know a thing or two about the time and place that you're writing about as well. Um, and they will definitely be disappointed if you get the facts wrong. There's nothing more annoying than being like, yeah. That is, like, so far from the truth. <laughs> like, you allow some when you know, like, about a subject. You're like, oh, yeah, 
that's not really entirely accurate, but that's okay kind of thing. Yeah. But then there are other things that you're like, you're no. way off base. I'm Just not letting off. that one slide. And I agree. Accuracy, I think, is really, really important because the people that enjoy historical fiction, or at least me, I enjoy reading it because it follows usually real historical events and real time periods. So I like to know that I'm getting reliable as much as it can be reliable from the past. That's another thing entirely, but um, I guess a reliable recreation of the place. And this reminded me that I did do on one of our old talking shop episodes before it got renamed, I did do a part, (laughs) a piece about accuracy and authenticity in historical fiction. So I went over a journal article which was called A True Story, Defining Accuracy and Authenticity in Historical Fiction. Um, and it was by Laura Saxton in the journal Rethinking History from 2020. And I went back and revisited it for this. I was like, I vaguely remember talking about this at some point. <laughs> I remember too. And so I thought I'd just rehash the little bit that was about accuracy, where they she defines accuracy as the extent the text is consistent with available evidence. Uh, which I think is important that you highlight the available evidence part because, as Sarah said, there's a lot that isn't actually there, which we'll come to later on in the episode as well, which involves you having to piece those parts together, which is totally fine and is kind of what is really attractive about historical fiction in the first place. But it's making sure you get aligned with what the available evidence is. And... The, the article, which you can go check out, I think it was, wait, I wrote it down. It was episode 47 of our podcast, if you're interested. They talk about how accuracy is generally how critics mark the merit of your historical fiction. So if it's not accurate, usually they're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably why authors, you'll notice in a lot of historical fiction novels, have their author's note at the front to be transparent about what's real and what they've sort of imagined and used to piece things together just to be really clear about you know what's accurate and what's not so I think that's an important thing to remember if you're writing historical fiction that you (laughs) can do an author's note just to be like hey guys (laughs) a disclaimer I mentioned that a bit further in the episode too if you want to hear more about that and we go into talking about authenticity as well, which is also quite interesting. Uh, you can go back and check out episode 47 or go check out the journal article, which is also really interesting. Okay, so that accuracy part, I think, leads really well into the next bit, which is talking about the research process uh, for writing a historical fiction novel. I feel like there's a lot that goes into it, and I guess this is just sort of <laughs> what we do. So yes. I'm sure other people have their own ways of doing it, but in case you're lost and don't know where to start, perhaps we can shed some light, hopefully. So, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say Ashley can probably speak to this a whole lot better than me, um, considering she has had, as her job, used to be a researcher. <laughs> Um, But I might have more of a layperson approach Mm -hmm. to research, so maybe I might help you out. Um, But how I like to do it is to first gain an appreciation of the setting and the culture. Like maybe certain things are growing and available, which affects what type of food they eat. Um, You know, what were the houses like? What did a typical day look like? Who were the important people of that time? 
were the towns and cities different geographically than what they are from present time? What did the land look like? What sort of animals were about? Um, so there's a lot of like just general kind of questions that you can ask about what your time period was like. And it can feel overwhelming, but it is necessary. And I like to try keywords like domestic life in, you know, time and place, whatever period you're researching, and geography in time and place, <laughs> um, <laughs> things like that. Um, also research around the plot that you're planning. So for us, that's been researching the, the events of a war that occurred in a time period we're writing in. As for resources, Google Scholar is a brilliant one. And even though random web pages aren't necessarily all that reliable, I generally do like a search across multiple web pages. So, you know, if one site says one thing and every other site that you visit corroborates that fact, then it's likely to be true. On the other hand, on the flip side, if every site you visit says something different, you know that the information that you're searching about on that particular topic is likely disputable and maybe can't be heavily relied upon as accurate. Um, another great resource is your local library, which might have books about the subject and the time period. I found one book, for example, that while it provided fairly basic and simple information, it had a wealth of pictures of ancient artifacts and geographical sites of interest. Um, another book had really detailed information about the city where most our book is set and was written by a really well-known historian. So like you can take different things from different books. And surprisingly also kids' books can be handy for looking up like just the real basic facts. Like I actually got out quite a few ancient Greece like books for children, which you know, they all have like really good pictures and and just really basic information about like this is what like armor look like looks like. This is like a hoplite. This is, you know. So yeah. kids' books can be quite good for that. Especially for finding like the basic terminology from back then, because it can be really hard to know what's mm -hmm. what when you start. So it's quite good to have one of those like the kids kind of like ancient Greece this is ancient Greece and you go through and you're like, oh, there's a sword yes. or there's a spear. And they often say like, it was called this. And you're like, aha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I <could> yeah. use <laughs> that. <laughs> and pictures are helpful too because a lot of the more adult texts you end up reading or nonfiction are just all words and it's quite overwhelming sometimes. And you're like, but what yeah. did it look like? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, even simple things like, you know, this is a domestic house in ancient Greece and it'll have like a cut out, like a picture of, you know, the different levels of the house and the different rooms and stuff, which is really handy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of the, like, it took me so long to figure out what the houses looked like because you're like <laughs> trying to read it, like read these like articles and articles and articles. And they're like talking about like, I don't know, like the architectural layouts and things. And you're like, but what did it look like? <laughs> I don't know. I can't picture it. Yeah. There's quite a few good little like kids picture cutout things of like houses and things like that. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. I mean, what do you think about researching Ashley? What well, tips do you have? I guess the first thing to say is that it is it's endless. I think we'll begin with that. So 
you think when you start, you're like, yeah, I'm going to like do all the research and then I'll be ready. And then you do a lot of research and then you're like, oh, I'm not ready. Um, and then you start writing and then you're like, oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And I'm still, even though I think I'm in chapter like 32, I still have to research. So I think that's an important point to bring to the front at the beginning. Um, yeah. You're going to be researching the whole time. There's always going to be little bits and pieces that you don't know that you're going to have to look up. So just don't panic. <laughs> Um, yeah and I do think it's good to get a good grasp on definitely um, before you start but then like realize that you're still going to be researching the whole time yeah like don't go into it completely naive because then you'll just feel like super overwhelmed and maybe not (laughs) get very far with your book yes (laughs) however it's good to like kind of have a basic yeah feel of the land and then move on I agree (laughs) and start or else you'll never start if you want to know everything Mm mm-hmm I really think, like you said, Sarah, that the preliminary preliminary research at the beginning is really important. I kind of, and you'll you'll know pretty quickly as well. So I was thinking about when we started writing it, and you know, you've done a bit of preliminary research. You're like, oh yes, this is the time period. This is the events that are happening. These are the people that are involved. You know, this is kind of the basic outline of the plot. Um, and then you start writing that first chapter, and then you're like. Right, so I didn't really research the buildings, um, and now we're in the city. I can't even really begin. <laughs> I don't a hundred percent know what this like building looks like. So then you're like back to the research again. Um, although I feel like it does, as you get further along, you kind of start to know a bit more what it looks like. So you don't have to research literally everything every time. <laughs> it's challenging. I feel like as <laughs> Because I'm a very visual person, you know, I'm riding along and I'll be like thinking about like this particular event of the plot and like my character will be like, you know, wandering along <laughs> through the streets and then there's like this like haze. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, what is that haze? Like, what does it look like? I don't know. It's supposed to be this thing, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just blurred out like <laughs> surrounding. Yeah. I remember getting really stuck. I think it's in one of Simon's first chapters when he's in the past and he like rides up to Helene's house. And then I was like, and then he knocks on the, did they have doors? Wait, what were the doors made of? Did they have gates? Does he go through a gate? Is it right on the street or do they have like a driveway? <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm like stuck on it. I was stuck on it for days because then I had to suddenly research like, all of this like the outside facade of houses (laughs) what did it look like I think he ends up just knocking on a door but I couldn't see the door so then I like you I was like I can't continue I just can't (laughs) it's too hard totally lost what I was talking about but that's fine no it's all good we'll just end there we'll end there there's lots of research that you have to do like Sarah said get a really good preliminary base to begin but know that you're going to have to do more research as plot continues um, and as you start to I guess you don't know what you need like what you don't know what you don't know yet when you start researching (laughs) and you think you've got a good handle on everything until you come up with the did they have this type of item (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I thought I'd just say as well is that Ashley's done a couple of good blog posts on the subject. So if you wanted a bit more information about how to go about researching, 
can always go to our site at lindersoncreations.com and if you go to the site search at the bottom of the page and just search research you should hopefully find the blog article somewhere (laughs) there'll be like probably a bunch of other random stuff as well but you'll find the the blog Blog. articles i forgot about my blog articles Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, as a last point and for the, I guess, the last little question for this episode, carrying on from talking about research, I thought we could quickly touch on the notes slash record keeping for all of the, all of the information that you end up finding and how we go about keeping track of it because there is a lot of it. Sarah? Well, I was going to say, I'm probably not the best person to follow when it comes to record keeping. <laughs> Again, I kind of think Ashley probably has much better systems for this than me. I do like to save articles of interest. And my major piece of advice is to label files and folders appropriately. (laughs) So you might keep all your research in one folder on your computer. Um, Usually, you know, I've got a folder that's for each book. And then within that folder, there'll be like each the chapters, but there will also be like a research folder. I make sure that everything in that research folder is labeled. So I was having a look at what I've actually done. And sure enough, there's like things like Boshan calendar. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other stuff that was there, but domestic architecture and like random stuff like that. So just make sure that when you download stuff off the internet, it's not just the dates you downloaded them, for example, or you will find it extraordinarily difficult (laughs) to find that one piece of information when you need to go back and refer to your research. You'll be like, I'm sure I have an article on this somewhere. And then you'll like try and go into it and you're like, ah. And then you end up trying to like search the document for like words, but then you're not 100% sure if you've searched the right word in the document or (laughs) so making sure you label things is important. That's my one piece of advice. I know that feeling when you like open up a folder and you haven't changed any of the names of anything and it's all just like ZXPV117654 dash blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, that's helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like... Clearly, I did not rename this when downloading it. I've got a few points, but now I remember that I did those research episodes, uh, research (laughs) blogs. You can go check it out there where it's a lot more detailed. But I think, I guess, two things to add. One is I always have a notebook with me when I'm doing research just for writing down keywords and things as I go because... If you're like me, you probably end up opening lots of tabs and then you end up going down a massive rabbit hole. You like latch onto something and then, you know, you're gone. And then you're like, where was I? Like, why did I end up down this rabbit hole? I was looking up something before. So I usually have like just keywords and key sentences and things of what I've looked up or things to look up in the future. So I'm very, not the like neatest writer. So usually I'll have a sen- I'll have something like, I don't know ancient Greece house and I'll have the written the name of the house and then I might have an arrow that goes like roof materials question mark but then I will have found something so another arrow that goes down and I'll be like floors were mosaic tiles or something like that so then I remember that oh yeah I wanted to know what the roof was like but I've gone gotten sidetracked (laughs) (laughs) and I found out about tiles now (laughs) that's another thing that's actually a good point is um when you have when you do all these research 
do all of this research and you have all these tabs open on your computer, you can actually just like bookmark all the tabs at once into a file so that, you know, like if your computer crashes, if you're like me and you leave your computer open for like ages and ages and you like leave a billion tabs open (laughs) and then it's like your computer is not supposed to be running 24-7 and it eventually (laughs) crashes, um, then at least stuff is saved. (laughs) Yep. Into like bookmarked folders. <laughs> so that can be helpful. Um, one other thing I will mention, and you can find out more about this on the blog post, so just look it up, is there's lots of really good referencing software out there that's free. So you just upload or copy, well, you upload your PDFs, you can just copy and paste the URLs, and it will automatically like populate the um, references and it will also save them. So you can like categorize them and stuff. Um, I was doing that at the start. I haven't been as good about it recently, but it's definitely something that if you'd like to be super organized can be really helpful in keeping everything, I guess, in check and makes it really (laughs) easy for you to find stuff. Uh, So those would be my couple additional tips. But that does bring us to the end of this first part about talking about historical fiction. And we're going to continue that in next week's episode as well. Or I think we'll talk a little bit more about character like we like um, and some (laughs) other I guess, big topics as well, like diversity and things like that. So that should be quite an interesting discussion. Yeah. So if you would like to apply to our author spotlight section, you can go to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you'll find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And if you'd like to know more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Thank you.